Word kids, you can leave. Well, glory. I said this to the leadership this morning. Just relax. I just need you all to relax, okay? There's no religious expectation in this house here today, okay? Just enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy what God's going to say to you. Relax and just receive from the Holy Spirit today. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I want to pray. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according to He has chosen us, wearing the bound toward us in all wisdom and understanding. And I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of our understanding, being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us were to believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but that which is to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. For this cause... We bow our knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the whole, whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant us according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church through Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. That is Paul's prayer for the church in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1 and chapter 3. Um, it's something I've been praying for over 40 years, almost daily, because I can't do without it. And you know what? You can't do without it either. If you're going to be ministering for, for, for God in any capacity, you have to have some comprehension. You have to have some in revelation knowledge. You need to have the things that is prayed in these prayers, such things as that you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavy places in Christ. You have been. It's not something that's going to happen. It already happened. So it says you have, has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavy places. He's bounded toward us in wisdom and understanding. Uh, he's given to us wisdom and revelation, understanding and enlightenment, um, exceeding greatness of his power to us word, uh, strengthened with might by his spirit in our inner man, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, glory. That's loaded. Man, that is loaded. <sighs> You require spiritual comprehension of your place in the kingdom of God. And you can find it in that prayer. You, you need to spend some time in that. And then make it yours. Amen? Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3 and 20. 
which I just read. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. This is where I live. As I count my blessings over the years, it's always been exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. And that exceedingly abundantly above has a name, and that name is favor. I have favor with God. It exceeds my expectations. That's why it's exceedingly abundantly above. No matter what comes my way, there's always a favor factor working in my life. There is a tangible presence of the favor of God on my life and in my life. And what I've realized is this thing is generational. It not only is on me, but it's on my children and my children's children. And I hear the stories, I, I watch what happens, and, and I see the favor of God operating in their lives. And every one of my children can testify of the favor of God that is on their lives. Because it rubs off. It pass, you can pass it on. You know, you can't separate the presence of God and His favor. When the presence of God is around, it's like, ooh, oops, I, I got some on you. That's where God be like this, you know, Oh, I'm sorry, it just rubbed off on you, you know? So when you're with the presence of God, right, that favor's there. God is more than willing to bestow his favor on his kids. Favor is a gift from God. You did not earn it. You cannot buy it. Although it can make you feel proud, you have to receive it humbly. You only have it because of your right standing with God. I don't have a monopoly on this. The time when you became born again, the favor of God came as part of the package. You know, I got, I got born again in 1975, and, uh, and that's when I first started seeing the, the favor of God. And at the time, I didn't know what it was. I just, things just started to change. Uh, and all for the better. That's uh, so when I met my wife. Uh, wife-to-be, as you know, is Pastor Wendy. I haven't had any others. She's the only wife, only had one. <laughs> only want one. <laughs> can, only, can only handle one. <laughs> but she was part of the favor package. It's like, you know, uh, it's, it's what God need, I needed for me, for my calling, and for, you know, for, for my life, is to have someone or her that would favor me. Um, advances started in jobs, the job that I had at the time, and it's continued ever since, no matter what job I took on. Although I wasn't seeking raises, bonuses, positions of authority, it sought me out. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was like I was now standing out in the crowd. Uh, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm short of stature like Zacchaeus. Um, but, and it was, and now it was like I was head and shoulders over everyone else, like King Saul. You know, uh, I, could, I can't hide from the favor. It's just, it finds me. And, and, you know, let's look at Proverbs 8 and 35. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Well, I found him, and he brought his favor with him. 
And if you found him, he brought his favor with it to you. That is on your life. You know, the word favor in the Greek is called a gift of grace. And a gift of grace is a gift of God's love. And you are a highly favored child of God. Do you know that you are God's favorite child? After me. I always think I'm number one when it comes to favor. So I've had this, I, I've had this discussion with uh, Jerry Savell, Dr. Jerry Savell, when he came, he ministered at our other church, and, and uh, he's taught me more about, you know, favor than anyone else I can, rem- I can recall, but, but anyway, I argued with him over who's God's favorite, so. <laughs> A favorite child gets more favor from their parents. Amen? Let's just look at how God looks at us. Let's see where we rank. Let's just look at Psalm 8, Psalm 8, verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visited him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. That's, that's not angels. That's actually, it, the word is Elohim, which is God. So it reads this way. Um, you have made him a little lower than God. When the translators were translating this, they couldn't comprehend that we would be made higher than the angels, just below God. So they backed off on this and wouldn't say God. So, but that's it's there. Anywhere else in the Bible, Elohim is translated God. A little lower than God, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Wow. If we really understood our standing in this world in the eyes of God, then our attitude would be a lot different towards any circumstances that come our way. You, you can't have low self-esteem and have the favor of God operating in your life at the same time because you're crowned with glory and honor and with dominion. Psalm 5, verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. (laughs) Typically, a shield would only protect, you know, and cover what direction you're holding it, and it's normally out in front, but it wouldn't cover your blind sides. It's primarily in front of you, right? Where God's shield of favor surrounds you. The favor of God is never blindsided. So if you imagine, no matter which way you're faced, there's a favor in front of you. It's behind you. It's beside you on either side. God says he's done that. His shield of favor is around us. I have a daily confession that I say, and it goes like this, and I say this among other things. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield, and I have favor with everyone I meet and everything I do today. Start your day that way. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield and I have favor with everyone I meet and everything I do today. I'm just agreeing with the word. I'm just agreeing with what God said. I declare the favor of God in my life daily. Why daily? Because it's there every day. Every day. Psalm 23 and 6. 
very popular scripture. Very popular psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> and again, the English language does not translate the fullness of the Hebrew language like what is conveyed here in Psalms. So we have the English language, um, you know, is just not enough. There's just not, it's not enough. It's not exceedingly abundantly above. So what this, how this really reads in the Hebrew is we have this, uh, so we have surely goodness, and goodness is translated good, better, well, goodness, goodly, best, merry, fair, prosperity, precious, fine, wealth, beautiful, fair, favor, and glad. What is God saying here? Now that just went from goodness to exceedingly abundantly above, amen? Um, and then we have, we have mercy. And uh, mercy is mercy, kindness, loving kindness, goodness, kindly, merciful, favor, good and goodliness. And that just went from mercy to exceedingly abundantly above. Amen? Now didn't we read in Ephesians, now to him who is exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think? Man, you've, you've, got, you've got that following you like a dog at your heels. Um, and it's like, it's like a wedding car with a, a big just married sign in the back, but ours says goodness and mercy, and it's on the back and all these little cans of, of goodness and mercy bouncing on the ground as, as the car is driving along, and it's, it's announcing goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy. Amen? So I, I had some fun with this, so I... Are we there yet? Okay, no, Psalm 23, 6. This is what I call the expounded version. Surely good, better, well, goodness, goodly, best, merry, fair, prosperity, precious, fine, wealth, beautiful, fair, favor, and glad, and mercy, kindness, loving kindness, and goodness, kindly, merciful, favor, good, and goodness will follow me all the days of my life. Wow. You have an entourage. It is following you. Everywhere you go. Ah. Are, you, are you getting the exceedingly abundantly above? Are you, getting, are you comprehending that? Okay. It's, you know, it's over the top. It really is. It's over the top. It's just, it's, God is over the top. Practice the favor of God in your life. Acknowledge it. Expect it. And confess it. Adversity, trials, and tribulations are, are not the enemy of favor, goodness, and mercy in your life. The number one way to resist God's favor in your life is grumbling and complaining about your circumstances. Psalm says that Israel limited, limited God in the wilderness. And it says this in Psalm 8, 78, 41. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They were having pity parties. I don't know what you're facing, but it's never worth a pity party. It's never worth a crumbling. It's, it's a matter of reminding the circumstances of who you are, what you have, and you will not be overcome by it. Amen? But could you imagine that in the, in the, in the desert, uh, the cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, uh, daily bread, the manna, uh, water from a rock in the desert, uh, meat from the sky, uh, 
I'm sorry, ladies, clothes that don't wear out, even in those harsh conditions. <laughs> One pair of sandals for 40 years wouldn't need a shoe closet. <laughs> I'm going to tell on Pastor Wendy. She has hundreds of pairs of shoes. She's had, a, she's had hundreds of pairs of shoes over the years. Um, storing them would be an issue, but she's also sewn dozens and dozens of shoes at the same time. But here's what happens. She reaps what she sows. And the more she gives away, the more she gets in return. And it's, and it's either that her sho shoes are breeding like rabbits in the closet. <laughs> I believe it's more the law of sowing and reaping. Amen. Amen. God favors her feet. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and so they limited God. How much more did God want to do for them? I'll tell you how much more. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all they could ask or think. And they were already doing all right because every one of their needs were met. Amen? Every one of their needs were met. Can you... <laughs> sorry, I'm going off rabbit trail. Rabbit trail, I'm still on the feet thing. Um... Can you imagine going into that scenario of the desert and you had to make the decision of how you're going to survive in that desert and how your needs are going to be met? I guarantee you none of them would have said, food's going to fall in the morning. It's good for the day. Going to have a flock of birds come in. Going to eat some meat for a bit. That happened too got water in the desert, they've got a cloud to shade them in, in the day, they've got a fire at night to keep them warm, you know, it's, wow, God came up with that, amen, exceedingly abundantly above all they could ever ask or think, I can guarantee you that, and he still wanted to do more. Another enemy of favor is uh, Hebrews 12, 15. It says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Hmm. We have an entire generation that think that they are entitled to everything at no cost to themselves. That is covetousness. And, and if they don't get what they want, they are bitter and they are offended. And it's just, it's a bad scenario. It is trouble and it is defilement. Amen? I, I, I can't imagine people that, who want pay for, not work, for no job. You know, where the Bible says, if you, don't, if you don't work, you don't eat. Luke 2.52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Well, why would that include favor? Well, it's part of the package. Amen? And as he is, so are we in this world. So we can increase in favor. And some, how are some of the ways we can do that? Well, let's look at James chapter 4, verse 6. It says, but he gives more grace, that's favor, Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, and that would be the in, 
entitled or the ones who believe they are entitled or the haughty ones, but gives grace favor to the humble. Verse 7 says, therefore submit to God. Well, submit just means to obey. Therefore obey God. Proverbs 8.33. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Be obedient to instruction. Be doers of the word and hearers only. Right? Jesus only ever did what the Father, he saw the Father do. Amen? We just have the same, same thing. We just do what we're shown to do. And as I look back over my life, the most dramatic times of favor was, is when I heard from God and instantly obeyed. And then I watched favor open doors, supply needs, uh, move mountains. Uh, we've had tremendous favor with men and women of God speaking into our lives. I, I truly believe that we can go to any meeting. It's like there's a spotlight on us. Um, no matter what, where we are sitting, we will get ministered to. And it's never been a misleading word or instruction. That's favor. You know? Like I said, it's like, like Saul hiding amongst some meetings we'll go to. We'll be in places where yeah, there's no one can find us where we're sitting. And they sink us out. We, we, uh, first time we went to Eagle Mountain Church, uh, Kenneth Copeland's church in, um, in uh, Fort Worth, uh, we came in the, the back door, and uh, we were just looking around, and Terry Pearsons was up on the stage. Terry, that's Kenneth Copeland's daughter. And she looked at us, and she came straight off the stage right to where we were at the back and introduced herself, asked us where we were from, who we were, whatever, and so on and so forth, and then proceeded to take us to the very front row, right in front of the pulpit, wow. and thought, wow. <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. Keith Moore was ministering, and uh, uh, he grabbed my tie and dragged me around the, the you know, doing, doing an illustration, dragged me around the front, and so... I'm, you know, look at this, all these people there, you know, all these other ministers, and, and, and he's dragging me around by my tie up front, you know, making, doing an illustration. I'm thinking, he doesn't know why I am either, but anyway, he found me out. <laughs> you know, stuff like that happened all the time. It was like, God, you know, you're so good, you know. And so I have the habit of doing this. If, if I have another ministry, you know, come to me, I'm, I'm pulling from that anointing. I want whatever they got, you know. You know, that's why this church partners with people like, you know, Kenneth Copeland and, and Rayma and others where, you know, we, we get a part of that anointing. Amen? So we'd grab onto that. That's favor. Uh, starting the church, we saw an abundance of favor that opened doors and expedited administrative processes that, norm, that you know, that took only days or weeks or months ahead of normal time restraints uh, when it comes to setting up a corporation in Ontario. It was just like, you know, God said, do this, we would do it, and this would happen, and, you know, and I had others tell me, well, this is going to take a year or two, and, and so on and so forth, and like, well, I'll just do what God says to do, and sure enough, yeah. you know. Let's look at John 12, 26. It says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. We have known the Father, the Father's honor. He has promised that those who, who honor him, he will honor. Amen? And we've seen that. Proverbs 14, 9. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. 
Walking in the favor of God is not just an event, it is a lifestyle activated because of your relationship with God. You cannot be depressed and have favor at the same time. I expect to be favored. I expect doors to open to me when the others close, close for others. I expect, expect to be blessed coming in and going out. I expect to be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus did. And that's the humility part or the humble part of it is it's not me, it's Jesus. It's everything he's done for me. We don't deserve anything. We didn't deserve Jesus doing what he did. His death, burial, his surrender, his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension into heaven. We didn't deserve that. We didn't deserve to, you know, uh, for him to take that all on himself, but he did. Amen? It's because of what, who he is. We deserve it because of who he is. I expect the favor of God in my life will affect those I come in contact with and associate with, just like Joseph in Egypt. Let's look at that chunk of scripture in Genesis 39. Now, scenario here is Joseph has been sold off into, into Egypt by his brothers. That's not a good scenario, is it? <laughs> brothers wanted him gone, and so they, they were going to kill him first, so I guess they went a little light on him and said, let's sell him, let's just make some money on this, this kid. And so, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, this is verse 1 of Genesis 39, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Okay, he's just been sold into slavery, and he's a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was on all. And he had in the house and in the field, all he had in the house and the field, and then he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. He did not know the, what he had except for the bread which he ate. All right. Here we see the favor of God in the midst of adversity and operation. Joseph was a slave. That is adversity. And even in the midst of adversity, favor makes you an overcomer. And if we follow the story of Joseph, we see him thrown into jail for a crime he did not commit. And then while in jail, he ends up running the prison. He's eventually freed from prison, the end result being second in charge of Egypt. Potiphar was a recipient of the favor of God on Joseph. The prison keeper was a recipient of the favor of God on Joseph. Pharaoh and all the land of Egypt were recipients of the favor on Joseph. And eventually, the brothers that wanted him dead and sold him into Egypt were recipients of the favor of God. All the time in adversity. I had I'd been involved in a business um, transaction 20-some years ago. A, a 
the bottom line was um, I was a partner in a business that we were selling and the other partners had hired a lawyer a law firm to broker the deal but they didn't include me in on the choice of lawyers they had hired and uh, to make a long story short after, after the deal was completed the lawyer who the partners had hired again without my consent gave us a bill for $354,000. Uh, I was told I had to pay a percentage of this bill related to my ownership of the business. Doesn't seem to be much favor in that scenario, does it? <laughs> um, I'm not a lawyer, but I knew that that amount would be in charge was not justified uh, to the extent of the work done by the lawyer. So, uh, I told the other partners that I was going to sue the lawyer and get an accountability for work done and get the lawyer's fee down to a justifiable amount. I had no problem paying my share. That was not my share. That was, that was ridiculous. And so um, I prayed about this quite a, quite a long time. I, you know, I took a little while before I made this decision, and this is the direction God led me to do. And so um, I said, okay, let's, let's see what we can do here. So. Uh, Again, to make a long story shorter, I, I found a lawyer to work on my behalf, and that was a miracle. This lawyer uh, that I found was actually in a small town. I should it's in Smith Falls, for that matter. Um, but he had spent, uh, I think, seven or eight years in Toronto amongst larger corporations, and so he had some little more experience in a small town hick, you know, sort of lawyer. And... Um, so anyway, I, I found him and uh, talked to him and I said, this is what the scenario is. And, and so anyway, um, when it was all said and done, the, you know, the, the $354,000 bill became 52000 See, that was adversity. You know, because, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, think of those numbers. It's kind of, so it became $52,000. And that was the favor of God in my life. And the favor that was on my life benefited those other partners to the tune of $302,000. Yeah. I wanted to share that with you today about the favor factor that we all can have a part of because of our right standing with God. Because at the start of this year, I was praying about 2023, what it had in store for us and I had an experience in um, 1 Corinthians 12, we have the gifts of the Spirit. And it says in verse 7, uh, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Profit of all. That would be all of us. So th the manifestation was, it was the Spirit of faith. I don't know if you've ever had the Spirit of faith, you know, but basically what it does is, is again, exceedingly abundantly above. Um, it was an operation as I was praying, and I was overwhelmed, spirit, soul, and body, with the manifestation of the favor. Now, when I say manifestation, that means spirit, soul, and body. Normally, just you know, the things are got on a spiritual level, and so on. You can, you know, in your spirit, or so on. But this hit me. It was like a download, and it was like trembling, sort of, because it, it was on my body, and it was like, it just exploded in me. And one of the, the things the gift of the spirit of faith does is it gives you a holy boldness to believe exceedingly above, abundantly ab above beyond your normal faith. 
And this would be exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think kind of faith to believe for anything promised in God's word. And if you've hooked up your wagon to this church, you'll have a part of that favor. Amen? Amen. God's taking favor to a new level in 2023. No matter what you are facing, whatever adversities, whatever trials and tribulations, whatever the enemy will try and bring your way, you will be an exceedingly abundantly above overcomer. Amen? Amen. Do not limit the favor of God that he has for his church this year. Amen? Do not limit it. I believe it is as God has promised. So, amen? <laughs> oh, glory. I am so, you know, it, it, it's hard to, it was hard to come off cloud nine there when, when that happened. And uh, it's like I'm looking at the UNF, I look at the news, if I look at, you know, um, you know, financial forecasts and different things like that, it's like this is going to be a, inflation's out of control, you know, just, uh, you know, unemployment's going to get higher, all these different things are happening, and it's like, yeah, no, come what may, favor stays, amen, it still operates, it's still in favor, exceedingly abundantly above, you can, all you can ask or think, there's no use grumbling and complaining about the circumstances, about what may, what may be, amen, when you understand the position God's placed you in and the favor that's on your lives. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. Hmm. Hallelujah. Jesus. Do you have anything? I guess the thought that has come to me is to rest on the God side, right? In everything that we do, we have a choice. We can rest in our own strength and our own ability, but we know at the end of the day, our own ability many times is not enough, right? And, and speaking about the gift of faith, but when you're resting in, in the God side, in his provision, what, what he per died and purchased for you, it is, it's a tangible thing that you can walk into. It's a tangible thing that you can step over into. When you come to the end of yourself and you realize in your own education, in your own strength, in your own ability to produce, when you come to the end of yourself, it, it's, it's, it is a tangible line. I, Lord, I don't know what more to do. I, I don't know what more to say. I, I can't go on from here. And, and, and it comes to a place in the sand where you draw the line. Lord, this is where I end and you take over. That is a prayer of your heart. Lord, this is where I end the line. That in my strength, in my ability, in my puny wisdom, whatever it is, Lord, I have to make a decision to step out. 
And when you choose to step out into the God side, all heaven, all provision is available unto you. Don't step into it with a preconceived idea. If I say this, God, you'll do this. If I do this, God, you'll say that. Let God be God. Let him open the way before you. Let him put the domino effect in front of you in your life. Don't, don't pray and say this, 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 and this, and this at such a time of date, right? Let God be God. Take the limits off him. Let him provide for your business in a way that in your own strength and in the, your own hours of the week, there's no way that you could accomplish that. There's no way with short of sleeping, what, six hours a night or whatever and working the, the you know, 16-hour days, you cannot do that in any sense of longevity, right? We come to the end of ourselves. God created, and in the seventh day, he rested. When we come to a place at the end of our work and the end of our strength, when we step into his provision, he will walk, cause us to walk into a higher plane, a higher tangibility of strength, a higher wisdom, a light bulb clicking on. Lord, I never thought about it that way. All of a sudden, an understanding will come to you, uh, uh, a new... I want to say strength, because many times we, we need an added strength. We need his presence to put us over in our workplaces, in our family situations, that, that we need to depend on him and count on him. So rest in him. Take the limit off. Amen. It's offering time. Let's look at Malachi chapter 3. In verse 10 it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. Um, John Trotter is a minister friend of ours that uh, is down in Apsley, Ontario. And um, John has a very large family. I think he's got 13 or 15 kids or something. Anyway, uh, some years ago, he was um, uh, doing a dump run. He has a half-ton truck. Have his daughter with him. I don't know if it was his oldest daughter or not. It was one of the daughters with him in the truck. Um, and she, need, well, neither of them had seatbelts on, <laughs> just John, redneck John, basically. And uh, he was making this run of the dump. He was going probably faster than he should have gone, and he turned this, made to take a left turn, and the passenger door popped open, and his daughter went out. Now, as this is all happening, she only made it as far as between the door and the seat, and there she was, suspended in the air, between the door and the seat. And he comes to a stop as quickly as he could and runs around the truck and she's still there, suspended between the door and the, the seat. And he grabs onto her and gives her a hug and he's, you know, he's, he's crying and so on and so forth. 
and, and uh, you know, apologizing to her and, and so on, apologizing to God. And, uh, and he says, he said to God, he says, why would you do that? Why would you perform this miracle for me? And God, he said, God said to him, he says, John, it's because you're a tither. He says, I rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen? Amen. This stuff works. This stuff works. Amen. Yeah. I believe that girl's all grown up now and married and probably got kids grown. And she's probably got more grandchildren who's got kids now, too. So, <laughs> Amen. Anyway, so there's several ways you can give. You can give this way, and I never get the right, I guess it's falling forward or whatever the stick thing there. Yeah, forward slash give. And, and thank you for those who give online. That makes things so much easier when it comes to processing this whole thing. Uh, you know, I appreciate that. And or there's an envelope in the seat. You want to do that and, and uh, put it in the basket at the back when you leave. So, I believe you're all going to start sensing favor on your life. I believe you're going to start recognizing the favor when it's on your life, when it's operating in your life. I believe that the year 2023 is, is you're going to see more favor than you've ever seen in your entire life. God is preparing us. God is preparing things. You know, he, he, you know, he wants you to be walking down the street with the goodness and mercy sign on your back with the cans banging around. Amen? Because everyone's say, my, surely goodness and mercy follows that person. Look at that. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's God's plan. Amen. And remember, you're his favorite child after me. Amen? Amen. Let's have some coffee and fellowship.